Advent and Christmas are my favorite seasons of the of the liturgical year, and they're the shortest, which is unfortunate. But. I going back to what you said about this being the long Advent, it is true. When I was a kid, I hated that. I, I felt like it made Advent longer. Oh and really? It took and long the four right. Weeks. It felt like I took longer to get to Christmas if it was that, like well, that's, I, what? It, it, it doesn't. Not, December twenty no, fifth is December twenty yeah, fifth. Fair enough. But I'm like, oh man, four whole weeks of Advent. This is terrible. <laughs> I'll never get to Christmas. Santa's never coming. <laughs> I have to say, what I'm I'm most looking forward to this Advent. Um, I you know actually honestly I'm looking forward to having our full like Advent schedule back. Because this is our first, this will be our first Advent Christmas where we're doing everything, um, which is very exciting. It, it sounds like I've got some preparation to do. <laughs> As if that's what her advent is for. Some spiritual housekeeping. The preparation. Indeed. What a great transition ah. into our podcast. Welcome to Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And today, on this first week of Advent, we thought it'd be helpful to discuss growing in holiness in this first, and, and not just the first week of Advent, but for all four weeks of Advent. You know, this this is a time of preparation for Christmas, which is not when we get gifts from Santa only. It's not only when we get gifts from Santa, but it is the celebration of the nativity of our Lord, of, of God, who has taken on human flesh in the womb of his mother, and he is born to us as our Savior, as the Prince of Peace, Mighty King, Lord of Lords. So we want to talk about how to grow in holiness this Advent season. It's a cool topic it's an amazing topic i actually just heard a very cool podcast on this topic um because we're not stealing the idea we're not no actually yeah father dom had this idea first before we even saw this That's but right. scott Hahn just came out with a book he steals everything from me yeah I, scott Han. i i've actually <laughs> i haven't gotten an answer for the most recent cease and desist letter that we sent scott Hahn <laughs> over there in steubenville for stealing all your stuff um, but I'm sure it'll come in soon. But anyway, he wrote a cool book that just came out on holiness, and um, I heard him talking about it. It was really powerful. Uh, he talked about St. Ignatius of Loyola, and Ignatius has this unbelievably cool f- way of framing holiness, and it's through the lens of suffering and through the lens of struggle, right? And that holiness is something that is only achieved by mimicking Christ on the cross. Pick up your cross, follow me. That's how you become. The holier we get is through this suffering. And it's beautiful because it's this, it empowers suffering. It empowers the challenges that life throws at us. And so, right, They're not something to run away from right? because through our suffering, we become more like Christ. You know, we're, not, we're not meant to, you know, it's nice to live a comfortable life, but... In the comfort, we can often lose sight of of that we are called to to partake in some type of suffering. Right, Christ and God, God emptied Himself. Right, that's what the the phrase in the Bible emptied Himself so that He could take on human flesh. 
And that's just, I mean, the poverty that he entered into beyond the, the literal poverty of being born to an obscure carpenter or tradesman in Bethlehem, beyond that, just becoming human. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Like having to go to the bathroom. The having... great humility of, of, right. of this whole thing that we're preparing to celebrate. Yeah. And so to, to kind of focus on that during Advent, which I know that we've been through our YouTube channel, we've been dropping little videos. We have, yes. Um, and that was, you tasked me to talk about that, that, that idea of embracing the poverty. And uh, it's, it is cool, but that is a way to kind of, it's, it's a focus point for your advent. So if, you, if you're looking for something, dear listener, to think about, think about as you prepare for this, this season of excess, right? That's in the world from Thanksgiving until New Year's, it is a season of incredible excess, especially in America. So if take this opportunity if you can. I challenge you to try to step back from that a little bit during the, this time of Advent and, and really embrace the poverty and that self-emptying act that is the Incarnation. Something that always struck me about the Incarnation is that, you know, yes, God humbles himself to becoming human. Like, that's humble enough. But that he became human in the Holy Family that he took on, right? I mean, God didn't choose to be the prince of some great king of some great empire um you know god also didn't choose to become incarnate as king david's son right so if we wanted to be in the bloodline of david you know why wouldn't god have just been the son of david and bathsheba like why wouldn't the messiah come in that way i mean we know why because you know bathsheba's far from our blessed mother um right david's far from saint joseph but the point is, God wants, desired to take on the fullness of humanity in all of our suffering. And so he doesn't come into this great wealthy family. He comes into a very poor family, right? The Mary and Joseph offer uh, the turtle doves when they present Jesus in the temple for the first time to, to show how poor the two of them are. That um, even from an outsider looking in at this family, you think they're a broken family because of I mean, Joseph was going to divorce Mary because he thought she cheated on him. Joseph could not have been the only one to think that. Um, and so, like, from the outsiders in, it seems like it's this broken family that Jesus is entering into. And so it's like the, the humility and the poverty there as well. So not just that God leaves heaven to come to earth <laughs> when, we're, when we're working so hard to leave earth to get to heaven. <laughs> And, um, but the, the type of family he enters into, the type of poverty he comes to. And I, 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 will, I will, it is amazing. It's, it's really, it's humbling like for us to think that our God loves us so much that he would do this for us. That is an incredibly humbling thought. Um, and an ennobling one too. Uh, and, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge to us to live Advent in a different way than all of our fellow Americans than all of our fellow first world people who are just gorging for five weeks, right? From again, from Thanksgiving to New Year, whatever, uh, six weeks, whatever that is. It's like the time to just let go and celebrate. And it is, it is much to celebrate. There's much to celebrate. 
but we can do it in a, a way that's a little bit more intentional, a little bit more connected to this idea of preparation. So, and I know that's one of the things you wanted to talk about. Like you, you will talk a lot about. I always talk a lot. That's it. Full stop. Okay, that's the end I of our podcast. You talk a lot. Period. <laughs> We're done. I'm out. Drop the microphone. Uh, so, what do you say to somebody who's like, "Hey, I want to, I want to live Advent differently this year, Father Dom"? What do you say to me? I'd say rock on. That's that's what I say. Say don't drop the um, first purple candle. Don't drop any of the purple candle. Well, that's the first thing. Get an Advent wreath. I mean, take now. Okay, I know you and I are going to disagree on this, and that's okay because we're allowed to. But I my Christmas decorations are up um, as of the listening of, to this podcast. Not right now. No, <laughs> I, I believe I am not a November first All Saints Day throw up the Christmas tree. I'm not. No, that's that's too much. Uh, but the day after Thanksgiving, I put up my Christmas decor. Everything? Oh, I put up everything. Yeah. Okay. I put it all up, and I leave it up until uh, baptism of the Lord. So I leave it up for Advent and the Christmas season. But I also have an Advent wreath uh, that I have on my coffee table in my room. Um, and I light the wreath uh, when I'm doing my own private prayer time uh, in my room, or if I'm not going to be in the chapel. Um, so get an advent wreath. And if you don't have one yet, that's okay. We get this year, we're fortunate enough to get four full weeks of advent, uh, which only happens like every, maybe, I don't know, five or six years. Yes. Six, six, a, I think with the leap year, four weeks of advent. Um, so you have plenty of time to go buy it on Amazon. I'm sure it'll be in your house tomorrow. Um, but to get an advent wreath and to, to go through the lighting of the candles, um, the other thing is is to take time for silence, and I, we, we mm-hmm. talk a lot about the need for silence on our on this podcast. But especially as you were saying, this it's a season of excess. It's also a season of a lot of noise. Yep. Of uh, from the actual like Christmas music to having to constantly talk about you know parties and cleaning and to do lists and shopping lists and. And how to you know accomplish all of these things in this short amount of time? There's just a lot of a lot of noise, and so the best way to really enter into Advent personally and to grow in that in holiness is to find time to cancel out the noise. Um, whether that's for me, honestly, what I love most to do on like a busy. Christmas week or Advent week getting up to Christmas, I turn off all the lights in my room except my Christmas tree, and I sit in my little chair, I light up my pipe, pour myself a little eggnog and rum, and I just adore the Christmas tree and the light, the light of Christ that the tree represents. And that's like a way for me to enter into silence and to just enjoy what the Lord is doing in the midst of the season That's or to ask the Lord to help me with where, wherever I'm struggling in the midst of the season. It's extremely Chestertonian right there. I just feel like you and GK Chesterton would be sitting oh, next to each other. I would have been great friends. In the dark with the pipe and the light of it. He would have had just candles on his tree. When I visited Oxford for the first time, we, my buddies and I went to the Eagle and Childs, which is the pub okay. where the Inklings would meet. Can I just say something tragic and sure. horrible? So I don't know if you, anyone here knows this. I, I studied in Oxford. And I didn't know that. Yeah, Hartford College. Oh, way cool. There's only one Hartford College. So I also, as a lover of the Inklings, went there. My sister also studied at Hartford College. 
and she and her husband just went. The eagle and child is no more. What? They allowed it to be bought by some other conglomerate or something, and it closed during COVID, and it is gone. No. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yes, the pub of the Inklings is gone. Yeah. Now, the Lamb and Flag, which is a, an, across the street, um, was another spot where they would meet, and that is still open. But she said that there is there are rumors that that is also going to get sold. And white. I'm like, how do you let the eagle and child? Anyway. They, they sold it to Protestants, obviously. Clearly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So Christmas well, is Well, I'm now even more happy that my buddies and I went to the eagle and child when we did. So, and wow, that's sad. going back to, though, silence and carols, silence. this is not, this is, this is not silence, but at the same time, it goes back to our earlier, con- so when we talked about our new hymnal, and our new hymnals is really cool part about our new hymnal, so I, I encourage you all, when you come to the next time you're in, in church at St. Ed's, flip to the back of the new hymnal, there are topical indexes of all the, the music, all these great hymns there is an indexed topic with about 20 songs that says advent Mm -hmm. these are not christmas songs these are songs for advent take take your phone snap a picture of those songs and make that a playlist for advent there you go listen to advent music because advent music is awesome i mean obviously we know o come o come emmanuel some of us know people look east which is a great song But their Advent music is cool, and it is becoming a forgotten piece of our heritage as Catholics and as Christians. And so reclaim it, because it is beautiful. And it, and it can be played quietly, because a lot of it is quiet, and it is that quiet anticipation of the event that's coming. And uh, I, so I do encourage you all to listen to Advent music during Advent. So Paul, continue on. So as a, as a family man, what are, so I was talking more about the individual and um, on our own, what we can do to to enter into Advent and, and hopefully to, to grow in holiness. So the importance of silence, of, of doing the Advent rituals of the candle, and if you have your Christmas decorations up, that's fine. Um, and But just to take time for a silence amidst the noise. What are things families can do? What do you do with your girls and your family that help you together enter into the season and to prepare for Christ coming. Well, firstly, I mean, you nailed it with the Advent wreath. Kids love fire. It's oh, awesome. Love fire. Right? Like, it's cool. So, and, and I mean, they will be like, well, she lit it last night, and when's it my turn to light it? And, nice. and, and buy a nice snuffer, one of those nice candle, like the oh, yeah. metal ones, and, and really, and that's if somebody gets a turn putting it out every night, someone gets a turn lighting it, and you say, we say our grace before a meal, we'll turn all the lights off, and we'll light the Advent candle if it, you know first week only one purple second week a second purple third week two purples and a, and a rose and then the fourth week all four and so that's a really cool thing you could do that after but you could turn that it doesn't have to be before your meal we have ours on our dinner table and so we do it then but you could do it at night um, before going to bed like mm-hmm. the advent pray there um we there's a really cool website if you're a family it's called holy heroes that's a great Catholic website, and they have this awesome Advent planner. We're bringing it to our school this year, which is really cool. It's got a Jesse tree, and each little, it's a sticker, and each sticker has a brief, I always forget about the Jesse tree. It's really cool. I just cool. always forget about it every year. It's so cool. It's really cool. To, it kind of it traces 
uh, salvation history and, and like the whole story leading up to Christ. And it's really cool. And so, you know, some of the Bible readings are really short. Some of them are a little bit longer. We try to do it in the morning. Um, and we do mostly, but it's really cool to have, and the kids get to put a sticker down and then they get to read. And so that's another way to kind of um, bring Advent in to your family. And then this is where, you know, as Father Tom said, we differ. Maybe don't put everything out the day after Thanksgiving. Maybe sl- You're not my only, like you're not the only person I know that that is good about keeping the Christmas decor but I, I, to a minimum. Well, but oh, each day the girls can put up one Christmas deck. So at first it's it's nothing. And then it just slowly starts to build as we get closer and closer That's to Christmas. Cool. So kind of Advent is is looking forward to, oh man, I can't wait till that comes up. Or, oh, I can't wait till that decor. When am I going to get that decoration? And and it's, it's really like cool. your whole house becomes the like the chocolate Advent calendar. But instead of, yeah. <laughs> when am I going to get that candy? It's, what are we going to put up today? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you can decorate That's it that cool. way. Um, yeah, so we, we always buy our Christmas tree the first Sunday of Advent, but we just let it kind of open up for a week. So it's just a tree for a week. And then in the second week or the sometimes even the third week, we will put lights on it. And it's just lights. And then so we, you get the tree week two. So we get the tree on the first Sunday of Advent. First Sunday of Advent. Okay. Which we have our Christmas tree drive. Yeah, the bazaar. Yeah, Christmas so, bazaar. Well, it's already happened, I think. By it the would time have already happened has. by the time. So next out. year, the Saturday before the first Sunday of Advent, um, come out and buy. Or actually, it's like the second it's the first Saturday in Advent this year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever. We sell Christmas trees. It benefits the teachers. It's awesome. Buy, the, buy your tree from St. Ed's. Um, but wherever you get a tree, we just kind of let it open. It's just a tree. Then we string lights. It's just lights. And then we kind of like over the fourth week of Advent, like usually starting on um, Gaudete Sunday. So the third Sunday of Advent, when we like the rose coconut, we start hanging ornaments. And so that's kind of another way that it's things slowly build and it becomes more Christmassy as we proceed through Advent. So you're a real tree family. We're a real tree family. I was never in a real tree family. Yeah. We were always a uh, artificial tree. And it shows. I never <laughs> <laughs> And I've never regretted it. I have no idea what that means. I uh yeah, we we always had artificial and oh, uh, I always thought people who got real trees had a lot of real problems. And now you know me and your theory's been confirmed. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, we, it's I love the smell of the real tree. I, I put I, an air freshener in it. <laughs> yeah, it's not not the same. Like Pam Beasley in the office. Not the same. Any office fans out? Oh there. man. So, but there's so many things you can do, and there's so many ways. There, to, as long as you make time to to commune with Almighty God, obviously, we also talk make mass, like <laughs> get to mass during Advent, not just on Sunday. Come on, other days during the week. Mm. We've got a bunch of stuff going on here at St. Ed's. Some Bonga Bee. uh, December 17th, I think. December 17th. December 11th, we'll have a mariachi mass in honor of Our Lady Guadalupe. December 8th is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, so make sure you get to mass on that Holy Day of Obligation. Um, We're going to have so many different Advent activities. Are we doing doing, a Rate Chaley this year? We're doing Rorate Chaley oh, the Wednesday before you Christmas. you got to come to that. It's awesome. It's our candlelit mass in honor of a blessed oh, mother. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, because this season, as any parent knows, and probably a lot of you who aren't parents, it just fills up. 
it just it gets fills real busy up, real quick. gets busy, gets noisy. So just and you'll feel better too if you take and build in to each day some time where you can just pause and prepare your heart and soul for Christ's coming. Amen. It's beautiful. We have an Advent wreath. <laughs> Three of the candles are beautiful, but one is sadly broken. I tried to hide its brokenness, but like with sinners, you can't you can't hide it. It's uh, Paul. Why don't you, why don't you tell everybody what um, how it broke? What you did? <laughs> why to my candles? Why does it have to be about me, Father Dom? You know, I ask that question almost daily. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it always have to be about Paul? Oh, man. Um, Yes, dear listener, that candle broke because I was trying to do too much. (laughs) And I tried to carry all four candles plus a metallic multi-tiered candle holder. Oh, right. I forgot it has a cool little holder. It's really cool. It's you that's break that too. No, that's just in the convent still. <laughs> oh, where these belong? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you also tell everybody where these have been stored safely? Since They've last been Christmas? they have been safe in the hallway <laughs> outside of my office, and now they're now we didn't have to walk very far to get them. That's true. They didn't get lost. And 